welcome to chapel on this beautiful Friday morning. My name is Kimberly, and, every, and I and everyone behind me participated in the Camp Inquiry program this summer. The Camp Inquiry program has a goal of, the, of um, facilitating a student's engagement with a camping or retreat center and on-site mentor in a, um, in a meaningful assignment. The student engages with the staff and campers and serves the camp in whatever way they can. We will share some of our various experiences that one may have when working at camp. We will also give you a taste of what a worship is like with both fun songs and worship songs. I'd also like to welcome all the camps that are here. They will be in the connector from about 11 to 2. Um, we will be starting with uh, River of Life. So if everyone could stand up, it would be great. There are some motions to the songs, so um, they may be varied, but... camp over the summer, it's important that you like children. Quite a bit of your time will be spent with children or working for children, and their presence is probably why you have a job at the camp in the first place. So you had probably better like kids because they're going to be around a lot. They're going to run around crazy with energy and the sugary substances they bought at camp store. They're going to wake you up during the night because they heard a funny noise and they'll wake you up early in the morning because six o'clock is when I wake up at home. And they aren't going to want to go to bed at night because they would rather stay up late giggling and whispering with friends. 
And you had better like children, because they might get sick and miss the toilet, and you'll have to clean it up. Believe me, I know. <laughs> and you had better like children, because they might get homesick and cry, and you'll have to wipe away their tears. And you had better like children, because they might fight amongst themselves, and get bitten by turtles, and not want to obey, and not like the sandwich, and not tell the truth, and get poison ivy, even though you told them 685 times to stay on the path. And you had better like children if you are a camp counselor, because these children will give you some of the most rewarding moments of your life. You had better like children, because a child who's been having problems all week might lean her head over the edge of the bunk bed on the very last night and say, I love you, Mia. Good night. And you had better like children, because you will see them surprise you again and again as one child comforts another homesick camper, as campers form strong friendships, as you see smile after smile form on their faces, powdered with dust and splashed with lake water and smeared with the juice from a ripe blackberry. And you had better like children, because as you are there to teach them about Bible stories and how to get up and follow Jesus and how to love one another, well, you had better like children. Because if you watch and listen to them closely, They'll teach you more about all those things than you already know. So if you're a camp counselor, you'd probably better like children. This summer I was at Amigo Center and I was the camp nurse. So I wasn't with the campers as much as the counselors were, and I came up with my top five things I liked about the kids I worked with this summer. Number five, they are full of energy. They love to play games, do motions to the worship songs, and all sorts of other activities. Um, number four, depending on the age group, depended on my intensity uh, with my sarcasm that I had. So the older kids were fun to work with because then I could be more sarcastic with them. Uh, number three, they are really cute when they get hurt. Sometimes it would be a little six-year-old. <laughs> It'd be a six-year-old that would come crying because he tripped and fell. And I went to go get something, um, a white paper towel to help him just calm down. And he was already running two minutes later, ready to go play. Um, number two, they underestimated my gaga ball skills. If you don't know what gaga ball is, it's a game where you're in this octagonal arena that's about three feet high. And you have to protect your knees and below. So they underestimated me because I was a nurse and couldn't hurt anybody, or because I was a girl. So they were quite surprised when I won three or four games in a row. And the number one reason uh, that I liked the kids I worked with this summer, they're really inspirational and hopeful. They all came from different backgrounds and they all had a different story to tell. camp song so if everyone could stand up again this is the fruit of the spirit okay so first you have a, a coconut and the coconut you just kind of uh, knock on your head and then there's a banana which you lean sideways like that and then a pineapple where you do that and then a marshmallow you just go duh that's not a fruit so um, <laughs> The fruit of the spirit's not a coconut. The fruit of the spirit's not a coconut. You want to be a coconut, you might as well be here. You can't be a fruit of the spirit, because the fruit's all about the peace, which is 
<laughs> the next song that we'll be doing, you also have to stand up for. Um, it's called The Milk Song. Um, and I'm going to be the leader, and you guys will be the followers, and you'll need a partner for this song. Um, whenever we say... Okay, you all need to stand up now. Stand up and get a partner. Whenever we say... You should practice this, okay? Whenever we say... Just give, give me, me that milk. Yeah, just give me that milk. You will turn to your partner, and you'll do this. And then we'll say it again, and you'll switch. Okay? <laughs> So have you all practiced that? Do you have your partners? <laughs> okay, let's begin. Give me a big M. M. Give me a little M. M. Don't, Don't give me no pop, no pop. Don't give me no tea, no tea. Just give me that milk, moo, 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 moo. Just give me that milk, moo, 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 moo. Give me a big eye. Don't give me no pop, no pop. Don't give me no tea, no tea. Just give me that milk, moo, 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 moo. Just give me that milk, moo, 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 moo. Give me a big L. Don't give me no pop, no pop. Don't give me no tea, no tea. Just give me that milk, moo, 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 moo. Just give me that milk, moo, 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 moo. Give me a big K. K. Don't give me no pop, no pop. Don't give me no tea, no tea. Just give me that milk, moo, 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 moo. Just give me that milk, moo, 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 moo. Give me a big milk, chocolate. Give me a little milk, skew. Don't give me no pop, no pop. Don't give me no tea, no tea. Just give me that milk, moo, 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 moo. Just give me that milk, moo, 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 moo. Hi, I'm Eva Lapp. I was at Camp Squia in British Columbia this past summer. Um, and I'll be talking about another thing that's crucial to camp life, especially when working with kids, and that is patience. Every counselor gets their trouble child at some point in the summer, and mine came during my first week of counseling on my own. We'll call her Carmen. Carmen had never been to camp before, and when I was talking to her mom at the beginning of the week, it was clear that she had a pretty rough family life. And her mom said she was a bit emotional, so, you know, I was expecting that she'd be the one that would cry at bedtime and get homesick more than the other kids. But Carmen was actually emotional in a way that I was not expecting. During that first night, we had Rec out on the field, and we were running around playing games. And within the first couple minutes, Carmen came up to me just in tears about something. So I said, all right, Carmen, what's wrong? Well, someone pushed me. Okay, are you, are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, but someone pushed me. So I said, well, everyone gets pushed. It's wreck. That's what happens. If you're not hurt, you're fine, so let's keep playing. So she stopped crying and started playing again, and then 30 seconds later, bam, Carmen's in tears again. So I go over and talk to her again. I say, Carmen, what happened? Someone pushed me again. Well, <laughs> Carmen, we talked about this. It's wreck. Everyone's getting pushed. It's normal, you're fine, let's just keep playing. So she goes back, 30 seconds later, Carmen's in tears again, and this goes on for 20 minutes or so, and finally, after 
Getting sympathetic looks from the rest of my staff mates, I took her hand, pulled her away from the rec field, took her away, and sat down and just talked to her for a while. And we talked about her emotions and how she can maybe learn how to deal with them and handle them a little bit better. And I just told her, you know, crying is a habit that's keeping you from having fun. And so she understood that, and we went back. And the rest of the week was very similar. I kind of had to, I felt like I had to have eyes in the back of my head anywhere I went. And I always had to know where she was and watch her and keep track of her so I could go and grab her before she would start crying and just remind her that she was fine and she was having fun and everyone was getting pushed and the music wasn't too loud and it didn't matter that her hands were dirty because everyone was dirty. And just keep her from crying too much. So it was really difficult, but by the end of the week, sometimes she would catch herself before crying, and we made a lot of progress, and we had a really good relationship. So it was definitely patience that got me through that week of camp, and it also helped me adapt to other situations throughout the rest of the summer. Um, being the camp nurse, I had two kinds of patients, but I'm talking about the one that's with, um, within myself. It was the middle of the summer, and I was having a bad week. Uh, during the middle of the week, someone came to me before I was about to go to lunch, and that someone had thrown up. And I got there, and um, there it was in the entrance of the dining hall. So I was left juggling the door and the camper, and when I was finished with the camper, I turned to clean up the mess when one of the cooks came with a broom to clean it up and swept it onto my legs. The only thing I remember is looking in and seeing Luke's Lego laughing at me. Um, I took a deep breath and looked for someone, um, someone inside to help me, but no one came at first. Then someone, one of the counselors came and brought me the supplies I needed to clean up the mess. The next day, another camper had gotten sick. I again took care of the mess because this is what I live for at camp. The following day, two more campers had gotten sick. Now all, of, now all of these were unrelated, and my patience was wearing thin because um, most of the time I had to run back and forth as fast as I could to get the mess, keep it under wraps, and get it cleaned up as quickly as I could. And I, could have, I, I wish I would have had help, but for the most part, I was alone. Um, okay. So, um, sorry. At the end of the week, the camp pastor presented um, the campers and staff a giant cookie to the person who helped others the most during the week. I got the giant cookie, and in the end, I realized that people do appreciate what I do, even though they may not say anything. I learned that it is not only to have patience with the campers and staff, but with yourself as well. Keeping your patience is important because when you work at camp, especially when you are having one of those weeks in the middle of the summer where you just want everything to end, you can't give up. My name is Tasha. I worked at Camp Friedenswald in Michigan this summer. Um, so this is a story about my terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week at camp this summer. It was the second hottest week of the whole summer. The girls in my cabin were having so much trouble getting along that I had to stage an intervention. And one of the girls wet her bed at one in the morning, causing me to have to get up and clean it up, and subsequently putting me several hours behind in sleep. My daily prayer was that I could make it through the week. Every day, I asked for the patience to give my campers a good experience in spite of my fatigue, but mostly I asked that it be two o'clock on Saturday afternoon and that I could go take a really long shower. We spent one day that week focused on how God will always answer our prayers, 
even if it doesn't happen exactly the way we expect. This was something of a stretch for my third and fourth grade campers to understand, but we tried our hardest to learn new prayer methods and prayed often together as a cabin. One of my campers found out that her grandma had bronchitis and asked that we pray for her during evening devotions. When she got back to her grandma's house at the end of the week, she told her, Grandma, we prayed for you twice. Her grandma responded, well, maybe that's why I feel so much better today. To which the girl replied, Grandma, does that stuff really work? When my, when my camper's grandma came and told me this story the next day, I was ecstatic to hear that my camper had learned such an essential lesson about prayer from her time at Friedenswald. So the moral of the story, if you want to be a camp counselor, you have to have pretty low expectations. Things will change all the time, and it will feel like almost nothing ever goes right. You will ask yourself each week why you thought this was a good idea. But every once in a while, your minimal expectations will result in things you could never have imagined. I expected nothing more than a headache to come out of that terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week. But it turned out to, uh, turned out to be one of the most rewarding and meaningful weeks of my entire summer. song so if we could all stand up all right so it's a call and response so if like kind of divide the room like this half will follow us and then the other half will follow them so ready yeah. cast your burdens on Jesus Martha Troyer. I am a third year here at Goshen. This past summer, I worked at Highland Retreat as a program specialist on the leadership team. One of the things you need at camp is to be flexible and spontaneous at times. At camp each week, we gave out a schedule of the week, and it would say we would always say that it was subject to change. The schedule would be more of an outline of what we were going to do, and the rest was up to the weather, which is something you can't really control. And if you can, we're talking after this chapel. <laughs> And then also, it's also up to the campers and the staff as well to see how everything just happens out for the rest of the week. There was one time this summer we had a series of severe thunderstorms within one afternoon. If you were looking at the radar, it was just very colorful, full of red and yellow and a little bit of green on the outsides of the storm. And we are also under a tornado <laughs> warning, which isn't normal for our mountainous region of close to West Virginia, edge of Virginia. When the rain started pouring and thundering, we had to gather all of our day campers onto the kitchen deck. And of course, you know, the youngest age is like four years old and the oldest is like 12. So it's a wide range of kids. And usually the kids of the younger age have an irrational fear of really big thunderstorms. And so all the staffers had to get together and think of ideas and games and songs to be able to pass some of the time. And then eventually we had to move the kids all down to the basement because of the tornado warning. So of course this kind of like brought up some a little bit of excitement just because we're like, whoa, we've never been to the basement before. We've heard there's a hot tub down there. 
<laughs> and so instead, we ended up setting up a screen and we played the movie Emperor's New Groove, which was a lot of fun too. I spent most of the time quoting it. And we just passed the time then until the storm passed through and we ended up finishing out the movie, playing with Play-Doh until it was time to go home. And we were able to avert the crisis of a whole bunch of kids freaking out at once, like 70 or 80 kids. And then it just passed time. I mean, we weren't, wouldn't have been able to do that without flexibility and also the spontane, spontaneous environment that we have at camp. Uh, hi, my name is Brian O'Leary. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's me. Um, <laughs> so I worked at uh, Jiff Creek Camp um, in Oregon and Camp Camrock up in Washington this summer as a counselor and a director. Um, and at Jiff Creek Camp, the uh, capacity is about 92 campers total. That's, that's the cutoff point. It's supposed to be 92 campers. Um, and during middle school camp this summer, we had two people show up unannounced, um, and so we had 94, and we weren't about to just turn them away and say, no, you can't be at camp, although that might have been a better idea. Um, so I had to, as a director, I had to figure out where to put these two extra kids, and um, most of the cabins at Drift Creek, most of the guys' cabins, there were two boys, by the way, um, and most of the guys' cabins are around 11 campers total, and there's not really much space for anybody else, but there's uh, one cabin that's up at the third floor of the lodge that fits about 15. So I decided, okay, we'll pull out some beds from storage, and we'll, we'll put these two campers in the 15 cabin to make it 17. And that's a lot of kids, but we'll just deal with it because there's going to be a lot of kids anyways. Um, so after figuring out where to put these two campers and feeling really proud of myself, I, you know, I penciled them in and there, and my boss, Tony, comes up to me and says, okay, good, you'll be in that cabin. And I said, oh, <laughs> and no, <laughs> but okay. And so eventually, you know, he can be, okay, you, you'll be in that cabin, and I thought, oh, great, this is going to be a great hectic, crazy week, um, and I was planning to be a director and be nice and relaxed and take hot showers, and that's not going to happen anymore. Um, but it ended up okay, um, and I think um, in the end it was a really fun week anyways, and uh, it was probably better to be flexible. This next song has a bunch of motions. It's called All God's Critters, so you guys should stand up the best way to do those kind of motions.
Another big factor of living and working at camp is the ability to appreciate nature and all of God's critters. And I would say that it also takes some willing to be a little adventurous. In British Columbia, there are these slugs that are about the size of a hot dog. And there are two types. There are black slugs and there are banana slugs. The banana slugs are kind of whitish, yellowish, greenish. And the slime that they have on their back makes your tongue go numb when you lick them. So since I, again, am not from Canada, part of my initiation was to lick one of these slugs at our staff training. So I did it, and I won't explain into too much detail right now because you can imagine that it was not one of my better experiences. Um, but later in the summer, I was telling my campers about this, and they were just astounded. And they, at first, they didn't believe me because it's who licks a slug. But um, then, of course, they wanted to see me do it again, and they wanted to be able to videotape it so they could show their parents how crazy their counselor was. So they helped me find another banana slug, and they pulled out their video cameras, and my um, co-counselor and I did it together. So my point is that twice this summer, I spent 15 minutes in the bathroom scraping slug slime off of my tongue while it was completely numb so I couldn't feel my mouth. So you should probably be adventurous and interested in nature if you want to work at camp. My story is about another critter story. It's about little critters that I don't really care about too much. Um, one week I was able to counsel for a wilderness camp week that we had towards the end of the summer. And uh, that week we had 11 girls that were sleeping in a lean-to for, made for eight. So some of us were sleeping on the floor, vulnerable to everything that <coughs> crawls, too. Um, we also had other inhabitants. There was a large family of like huge, gigantic wolf spiders. I mean, like this big. Like they were just huge. Okay, maybe not that big, maybe a little bit smaller. But to me, they were that big and scary. And so each night turned into a battle of girls versus the wolf spider. Sometimes the girls would win, and there were times that the wolf spiders would win. They would just run and hide. And then they would just come back out when we're all asleep and bite our arms and legs. <laughs> so it was great. <laughs> and so during that week, um, one of my girls, she killed probably about 18 wolf, wolf spiders about there. She was a beast and not afraid of them like the rest of us were. And then there was one night we were getting ready for bed, and there was this wolf spider just, you know, sitting on one of my camper's arms. She looks down, starts screaming, and then the rest of us start screaming. You know how, like, as a counselor, you're supposed to be the brave one? That wasn't me. I was screaming like a little girl, just like a really high-pitched scream. And then all of a sudden, she just flings her arm towards my direction. The spider flies off, and I'm just, like, dancing across the lean-to, trying not to be hit by this wretched thing. And uh, <laughs> that night, we all didn't sleep very well. And the rest of the night, I was just watching the spiders by shining my flashlight and their little eyes would glow, and I would make sure, I would count each spider, make sure they weren't coming any closer to me. And so, <laughs> despite it all, we do have good experiences out in nature. Sometimes you get to experience the sunsets up on the mountain ridge, and that's probably one of the most beautiful and serenity-filling 
thing that you can have. And then also possibly even be able to get up and see the sunrise as well in that same location, which is something we got to do that week. And it was just very fulfilling. And I was able to appreciate the creation that God gave us. Okay, now we're going to sing a little bit of a slower song. So uh, if you could stand up and we'll sing this one together. Okay, so I'm Benson Hostetter. Um, I went to Highland Retreat in Harrisonburg, Virginia, and I'm going to talk a little bit about how I needed to be willing to be open with my faith. Um, at the beginning of the summer, there was this particular kid in one of my cabins. His name was Jordan, and I noticed that he was from a family. He seemed kind of like, you know, kind of didn't know much about God, like wasn't that involved in, like, Christ stuff, and her, their parents just seemed like, you know, just not the type of people that would, like, take him to church and stuff. And so I uh, mustered up the courage to go talk to him and just see, you know, how his faith was and everything. And so I asked him, I was like, what do you know about Jesus? And he, he said, well, um, Jesus came down and walked on the earth, and he died on the cross to save us from the Romans. And 
I was like, oh, well, <laughs> you know. Um, and so that was just kind of the first experience that was kind of eye-opening to me because I just kind of realized how many kids, or I began to realize from there how many kids, this was really kind of their only week out of the year that they would have um, someone or someone to tell them about um, Jesus and God. And so that, from that moment, I just kind of made it kind of my personal goal to like go out and talk to some of the campers that I felt, you know, didn't have much of that Christ, uh, Jesus, back, God background. Yeah. Um, so that was uh, just, it was really kind of rewarding for me because I ended up growing in my faith and I had to be really willing to talk about my faith in order for the kids to grow. Um, thank you all for coming to chapel today, and we really hope that you'll consider being a camp counselor this summer. Um, representatives from all the camps that we worked at, plus Camp Luz, Crooked Creek, Minnow Haven, Rocky Mountain, and Wilderness Wind are here today, and they'll be in Java from 11 to 2. So please stop by and have a chat with them. And we're going to sing one more song, so please stay seated, and then you're dismissed. You can stand up.
dismissed.